0: Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence!
1: It is July 15th. Rona cases are on the rise. The Veep stakes are not yet finished. And uh, the gamers, one could say...
0: Have not risen yet.
1: Have not risen yet. It's, it's a long process. The Snyder Cut is not out. Uh, hopefully soon, though. And the meme has not died. And RPG is live, so boom, take that, take that, world. Veepstakes, Cody. Give me, give me five minutes on Veepstakes. Joe, Joe said he would have one named by August first, so we're coming down to it. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's got your... Who, who you like? Who you excited uh, about?
0: I don't know. Nobody. I have not been paying attention, if I'm going to be honest with you.
1: Are you sitting down? Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris. It, it's going to be a woman.
0: I know. It's a woman of color. I've heard <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> no, not specifically. He ha- he hasn't said a woman of color, but people seem... you know. People are saying that they, he should, right? It's probably going to be a woman of color. There, uh, one of the... I'd say the top two right now are Kamala, who makes the most sense, because she's from California, you know, money. Um, mm-hmm. people, people have been saying Warren a lot. They, they said Warren in the past, and I never thought that made sense, because <laughs> she is a person of color. Stop uh, it. No, sorry. I did not think that made sense, because, like, I not that she wouldn't be a great VP. She probably would be, even though I'm still mad at her for the whole Bernie thing, but, but because, like, almost as important as as joe biden winning probably is the senate getting taken back and if you get if you get yeah. warren as your vp and they win yeah, uh,
0: yeah there's somebody that you need to no replace.
1: there's no there is a republican governor of massachusetts so you lose a senate seat
0: oh yeah that's what i meant
1: yeah i right mean, that never made sense to me but it's so it's probably between kamala and then uh there's a mayor uh from atlanta named keisha lance bottoms that's not a good name. <laughs> that is a bad, bad. Her husband's name is Bottoms, and she took it. So it's it's a whole thing. I don't know how I feel about a vice president or future president Bottoms, but she is awesome. And she has Rona, too. So, like, current events. She's a woman She's a of color, habit. and she has Rona. Mm hmm. Gotcha. She's asymptomatic Rona. So she kind of ticks a lot of boxes there. But I'm cool with either. Perfect. But it, it's a unique situation where. Without a doubt, Joe Biden is naming the next front runner. Like the, he's naming Sorry. the next nominee for president. Without a doubt, which is crazy. You don't think, think, you think if
0: Joe wins, he'll get two terms, or do you think he'll
1: die? I don't think. I mean, I think there's a chance he would die in office. Probably the high the highest chance you've ever had. But there's also the chance that he just said <laughs> there's a
0: chance either the people who could win. Well,
1: die. P- behind the scenes, people are saying that he's without saying it because he don't want to be like a lame duck president, he's been saying, he's been gesturing that he's going to be a transitional president, that he's going to transition to the next generation of democratic leaders.
0: What? Equate that to somebody. Uh,
1: Like how, I don't know, like Richard Nixon kind of was the, the, the next. No, I guess that doesn't make sense. It is, it, like how, um, it's a pretty you know,
0: unique idea. I was going to say, not like how Ronald Reagan ushered in a new
1: conservative wave, right? Not something like that. I mean, I guess you could say Reagan, because wasn't H.W. Bush Reagan's VP? VP. Yeah, so oh. it's kind of like that, because he was Reagan was super old when he came into office, and he ushered in, quote-unquote, the next wave, and you could say he did with H.W. Bush and then George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of, yeah, I guess Biden would be a Reagan-like figure. Ooh. No, in that way. Which is Finally funny. finally the Democrats
0: have somebody they can worship.
1: <laughs> what? We were not there from the years of two thousand seven to two thousand twenty? Hashtag Barack Obama. I don't think I think a lot of people actually really don't like him. Yeah, but overall, like whenever Trump says something stupid, everybody's like, I wish we had Obama.
0: Well yeah. Like, I'm no. sure I'm sure back when Obama if Obama ever did something stupid.
1: Yeah, but he didn't. That's why people like, like him. Well, but okay. He did. That's not he my did. Point, like foreign policy, bombing shit, Middle East, not good. But he just tries to best. job. He did. I don't I, I don't think vilifying Obama is a war criminal it's doing anybody any favors because that's just, you know, I don't know. It's too hard. Well, it's Anyways, we talked.
0: First.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh let's see. What else is uh there's nothing really going on in the world. No no major dork stories that we I think either of the us care about. News. Yeah, things are just kind of happening. You know, a lot. I I find it funny how so many things are getting announced and, like, rumor <laughs> that this is going to happen there, but, like, nobody knows when production's going to resume. It's, like, yeah. so far off. But, like, speaking for myself and my line of work, I really want production to start soon. <laughs> Please! I feel like it is, it is starting, just
0: not in the United States. Yeah. Like, I read somewhere that... The Witcher is starting to resume filming or starting production on its second season.
1: The Batman is, and, yeah.
0: And none of those take place, or they take place in the, nope, only one of them takes place in the United States. But, film in the United
1: States. You know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Exactly, yeah. Like, why can't you have a film set with everybody wearing masks, though, other than the actors, of course? And you just kind of have to I mean, you probably could. Kissing scenes, that wouldn't work. I don't know. It's a whole mess. For more, better paid people than us to figure out but uh one of the and this is a really good podcast transition one of the offset one of the kind of things that has risen up from this rona world baby is stuff getting moved up back and change a different platform completely and that happened with lynn Mel miranda's hamilton ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show
0: Was that supposed to be released to
1: theaters? It was supposed to be in theaters in fall of 2021. And then they moved oh, it to Disney Plus now.
0: Which, good. But when I watched that and saw that they've been sitting on this footage for four years, it made me really mad. Why? Because I wanted to watch it a lot sooner than years in the future
1: <laughs> but they had to tour it and that's where they make their money is, is well, for it to be go around good the for them
0: but right that doesn't help me mm. and I'm an American that's true that's true
1: people should care about my opinion <laughs> I care <laughs> I care a lot uh, did but, you like how I got quiet there yes I did I liked it a lot the trailing off of the masculinity it's good Because white men are under attack, as we all know.
0: I'm part of two marginalized groups gamers. A white man and a gamer. (laughs) Like you, for the first time, you can see I'm actually playing video games as we talk.
1: I know. I'm just really hoping that I see some, like a ghost or some other paranormal activity and go straight Zach Bagans on you. Hell yeah.
0: You mean your contact photo and my cell phone? Precisely. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Hamilton, though. Yes,
0: Hamilton. Um, Good. Amazing. Pretty good. Very good. Awesome. Amazing. I loved it. I love that. I love it so much. I don't think you realize how many times I've listened to it before.
1: So, yeah, that's a good starting off point. Uh, I want to know, when did Hamilton come into your life? 2016. Do you specifically remember you realizing, oh, Hamilton's a thing? and like i i get i i'm i understand it i guess in a way and like think... kind of like when um like when harry potter when you first were aware of harry potter because i think one of one of the hot takes i guess i have is i think hamilton's the biggest thing since harry potter
0: um i think that is
1: fair like people will say, oh yeah, but the MCU. It's like, yeah, but the MCU had like nine hundred years of comics beforehand, and it yeah, big, is, And it's is a something... big business, you know. It's like an octopus. Yeah, this or... is
0: something completely new made by one guy, and it yeah. happened to go crazy.
1: Made by one guy that revolutionized not just its arena, but kind of our way of thinking in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll get to that because one, it's it, something that this does is really, really cool to me. But um, but yeah, do you remember? Do you have a spe- do you remember a specific memory of like oh when you realized that Hamilton was here to stay, I guess. Um, not really. Yeah.
0: I can remember, cause I never really cared about that stuff. All I remember, what I really cared about was how much I enjoyed it. (laughs) Mm. And I remember one time, this is going to give my dad a kick. One of our five listeners, uh, or more from, (laughs) I had to, I didn't have, have to, they were paying me to, um, DD, a group drunk, like his he boss drunk drive his bo- yes <laughs> don't don't drink and drive no i had to dv for a group of people that was my dad's boss his wife and some of their friends hmm. and was it a key party <laughs> don't look that up if you don't know what it is um Again, now I'm specifically talking to you, Dad. Do not put that up. <laughs> if you know what that if you don't know what that is already. Um, <laughs> but no, it was not different than a <laughs> party.
1: By the way, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're a monster, dude. I'm throwing okay. fastballs tonight.
0: I um basically I had hours to kill, mm-hmm. and I listened to all of Hamilton all the way through for like the first time, walking around the town of Skinny Atlas, New
1: York. Nice town. Shout out. Good town. Um, please sponsor us. Can you... <laughs> Chamber of uh, Commerce at me. Yes. Email in the show notes.
0: <laughs> so that—that's when I really realized that. Oh, this is this is something, isn't it? This is very good. This is a very excellent, excellent thing. What about you? When did you realize Hamilton was here to say?
1: Um uh it's one of those things it's kind of hard to pin down like with all these it doesn't it doesn't you know it just sort of just comes in a wave it it's and at some point it's just all that you hear about and all you you know read about um mm-hmm. in 16 what was i doing in 2016 i, I was in college yeah i was i was i was graduating college I was commuting. I mean, it's one of those things where you kind of, you read about it on Twitter a lot, but I guess the first time I under- I really took it as something significant was probably when Lin-Manuel, we're going to do that so many times, Lin-Manuel, oh, Jesus, Lin-Manuel Miranda hosted SNL because I had a friend who loves 21 Pilots, so we watched the show together because we we're like really cool people. Uh, the live show and Lin Manuel was hosting. I was like, "Oh wow, this, is, this guy's great." And I'd seen him in other stuff before. He was in a random episode of How I Met Your Mother. And um,
0: he was he's in like four episodes of House.
1: Yeah. So I guess which and fun fact the the you'll be back song was uh, Jeff Jeffrey uh, what's his name Hugh Laurie uh, like came up with that name of like you'll be back for the name of the song and like kind of the basic idea of it. So, fun fact about that. I
0: can't really. Yeah,
1: Lin Manuel well said that.
0: Can you link me the source on that? <laughs>
1: the source is I. <laughs> the source is just, just trust me, told bro. Me. Trust is, me. yeah, exactly. It's trust me, bro. That's a real story. You can look it up. Um. So, and I guess like SNL, kind of one of the things it does, it it just it has a way of like confirming certain things, like when you like, oh, is this person really a big deal? SNL oftentimes is like the, is what makes somebody a big deal. And Lin-Manuel has been, he'd been back, uh, before, but it is like, it just blew up in the summer of 16. Cause we were also dealing with the election and the primaries and all that kind of stuff. So it was just this sort of perfect storm. And, um, and then from there, it's just, it's Hamilton, you know, it, it's in all jokes and it's, like I said, other than Harry Potter, it's i think it's the pop cultural pop culture thing of the last 20 years i I just it yeah i mean yeah like i said with marvel i mean they've that was going to happen eventually you know or uh hunger games can't really compare but just the the reach that this has to so many different you know avenues of the world and it, it turns could you make an argument for twilight being that no, because I don't think Twilight has had or will have the lasting power. Because, like, okay. one of the things I like about this, and then I was going to get to later, but now is a good time for it, is that Hamilton kind of reframes American history, you know? Like, up until, up until this play, Hamilton was going to be off the $10 bill. And now, like, in 40 years or something like that, he, other than Washington, he's going to be the other famous founding yeah. father
0: the only other guy yeah i mean abraham lincoln
1: founding father oh you're right, founding father good yeah it's gonna was washington and you. hamilton jefferson you know jefferson's kind of been canceled in, in retrospect um, <laughs> we know how yeah, we i don't really want to talk about that because i don't think that's <laughs> i don't think that's completely fair no but. it's not but you know i don't blame people for you know people lived in too, oh, oh, it, it, I totally to different fair. standards it's not, at different times. It's, it's not...
0: Exactly. It's not fair to hold people from different times to our today's standards.
1: Right. But I don't it's, think... I think it's totally fair to, to not you can that. say
0: You can say, okay, it, it's not great that he did that, but...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and This might sound a little alt-right, but... <laughs> I think in the end, he did more good than he did harm.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, when you look at the time period, it's... Everybody was doing it at the time, and it was just it was stupid and lame of all of them, Washington included, to say, you know, in the in the founding documents, all men are created equal, whilst having slaves. That's just mm. that's a big fallacy in and of itself. And it took them a hundred years to fix it, and then it took us another hundred years for people to be able to vote. And you know, in in a hundred years, who knows what other progress we're gonna make? But yeah, like I, do, I don't think. We should have statues for them, you know. If we don't, want, if we want to tear down statues, that's fine. Don't like destroy them or whatever. Put them in a museum because that's definitely how things work. But like, there are other people that are more deserving of statues. One of them being Lynn Manuel Miranda.
0: <laughs> but um, I don't.
1: I I don't
0: think you should tear down statues of Thomas Jefferson. I'm just gonna make that known. Okay. That's I your opinion. Think he is Say too that. important. Right i mean it's shitty i understand that i recognize that and i like how serious this got out all, all of a sudden but it's
1: <laughs> well that's kind of what the play is asking us is it's it's asking us as a 2020 culture in 2016 to 2020 culture i guess to actually think more critically and more and just more overall about you know the founding of our country and and whether it was worth it, the mistakes we made along the way, because, you know, we're all, nobody, there's not one person who's out here saying that Thomas Jefferson lived a perfect life, but there's also nobody out here saying that, well, I'm sure there is somebody, but nobody's out here saying he didn't live a perfect life, but that's, but who cares? Like, we're supposed to care. Everybody's caring. Whether you think that all statues of him should be torn down or whether you think that they should all be held up and, you know, fly the flag, you still care. And I think that's the point of this musical as well as to make people understand how important this singular guy that's kind of been lost in history was is to care and is to be engaged and to, Mm -hmm. you know, and to use modern flavors, I guess, to tell the story, tell the story. Yep. And you know, and it, it is interesting that Hamilton came out at this time because the cast is being asked these questions. And from what I can tell, none of them are being hostile about it. They're saying, yeah, these are the right questions to ask you know, uh, we should have asked, maybe we should have asked them more in the show itself. We did address that in, to a degree. Um, is it enough? Not as, uh, did we do it enough? Did we not do it at all? We, you know, these are good conversations to have, I think. And um, I think the, I'm glad that this, I'm glad that Hamilton exists, I guess. Because this was, gonna, I think this whole George Floyd, you know all these um, demonstrations and protesting thing was probably going to happen anyway and I guess I'm glad that we have something like Hamilton to contextualize it and to make us more better thinkers I guess
0: I mean I am I have a weird relationship with this just with what you said because I've known about all the slaves and everything yeah like I have a degree in history, I, I know yeah, <laughs> these that's things. Interesting. I've read books about what you're talking about,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's fair to recontextualize history. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what I'm going to say. What I was trying to point that point out, I think it was always there, but it is. It's it's good that Hamilton does exist to make it more mainstream to talk about these things.
1: Yes, that's a exactly good Because these to these say. conversations were being had just in a much more boring way. And they're a lot more accessible now because even if it's Lynn Manuel's face, we can still put a name a face to the name. Or if it's David Diggs's face, we can put a face to the name. And that's kind of and that's one of the underlying things about the play itself is that, you know, and I love the people that are getting mad, at, that have gotten mad about it. They feel, they feel my soul, but that the people of color are playing these roles and it's just, and that's a statement in and of itself is that the, the descendants of these people who were deemed three-fifths of a person are now on Broadway oh, telling the in, the, story. in one of the cultural centers of the world telling their story and telling it in their own way too, and not doing like... Uh, well, Mr. Jefferson, then but like they're, you know, they're infusing modern they're f- infusing modern and part of the culture that they helped establish in this country. Cuz like, you know, the 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 line of descent from, you know, j- early jazz and like New Orleans and Memphis to modern hip hop is a pretty easy straight line to walk. And um it's just so it's in a lot of ways that play I've always I and we Millions of other people probably said all this crap before. We're just kind of getting around to it. And yeah, so it's our that. turn to say it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, um, uh, they're reclaiming, I guess, uh, is what I was trying to say. I think I lost my train of thought. I had something better to say, probably, but whatever. Um, they're sort of reclaiming it, and they're 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 taking control of the story and using it for, uh, you know, as a way to educate people. I guess, and it's great for that, and. Uh, I guess let's. Do you have any other thoughts about Hamilton as a thing before we get into the nitty gritty of it and the show itself? Um, no. Okay. I think we put it pretty plainly. I'm really fascinated to see if I have kids, what their, what their. Um, understanding, I guess, and what they're how they can conceptualize American history to be. Because if you think about it, I think probably for the last hundred plus years, we've kind of heard the same stories about the foundation of the country. It's been, it, it's twisted, it gets twisted here and there, but for the most part, it's you know, taxation without representation, the Boston Tea Party, and then the revolution, and Lafayette, and then we became the country, and George Washington. And now that just gets completely shaken up. And I think we're going to see generations upon generations learning about this in a completely different way.
0: I don't know. I don't think that's true. I think Hamilton tells basically the same barebone story of the American Revolution. You hear him. It's just through the lens of Hamilton he's come into town he gets swept up in the revolution he starts boiling out all the t- not boiling out he starts throwing out all the talking points of the sons of liberty and the rebels
1: mm-hmm.
0: um he um he fights in the revolution the the war goes the same way right. we win at yorktown and then we build the country right
1: right yeah like, i don't but I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is that the emphasis on sort of the themes of the revolution, I guess, are being changed, and then it's not so much about you know insurrection. I suppose in a way, like of of it's not a, it's more about it's about a different kind of revolution. It's not so much about a revolution of war. It's more of a revolution of thought, and I th- I mean maybe that's might be too you know not highbrow, because it's me, but, like, (laughs) it might, that's not maybe, that's not maybe an idea that, that had been portrayed in, you know, previously, and I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe the, that doesn't change anything, and maybe it's just, this is just going to be something that history teachers for 15 years do a week, and just, like, we're watching Hamilton this week, you know? Yes, Uh, first of all, yes,
0: (laughs) and second of all, um, what was I, just thinking, I just thought of something good, I had a good point, that, uh, Expert this, podcasters. This, this story is based on a popular history
1: book. Mm-hmm. Let me ask uh, you this though: before 2015 and earlier, how did you learn a lot about Hamilton? Or I we, had
0: learned about him before to this degree. Know, though, did you I know? know I, I know he started the national bank, but that's about it. No, he had a point. He had that was his big thing, and then he got killed mm. by a sitting vice president.
1: Really cool. Oddly enough, I was watching an episode of West Wing, like, a couple days ago, and they mentioned Alexander Hamilton. I was like, hey. Now, I can't even hear the name without stewing." like, the Alexander Hamilton.
0: Yeah. What, it's really um, great. How, I forgot what episode they do. That I remember that.
1: Yeah, it was later on. It was, like, episode five. I think it might have been The Supremes. Season five, I should say. It might mm-hmm. have been The Supremes, something like that. Anywho. Um, yeah, I guess those are kind of our overarching thoughts about Hamilton as a thing. Um, I think it's, our like shitty deep said, takes. Yeah, so literally, <laughs> deep takes,
0: not deep ta- deep thought takes. Maybe um, deep thoughts. Us trying to be smarter than we probably are takes. Well,
1: I think you're, you're. I think you're a lot smarter than you think. Maybe I'm, I'm not as smart as I think. So we balance <laughs> out each other well. We balance each other out. Our <laughs> Let's just talk about it as a show then. I mean, as as a show, show. I haven't. I mean, I'm. Uh, I know a lot of people who love Broadway, and I like Broadway. I've been to a few things here and there. I like plays overall. It's just super expensive, so I don't go as often as I'd like to. But um, overall, as a this really captured the show well. I mean, it, it. It's
0: yeah. I hear. I mean, I've I've heard it's just excellent, and it's really yeah. really impressive. But I have no frame of reference. Mm. <laughs> this. Um, I, I liked it, but yeah. what do I know? What, what musicals have I seen in real life? Little Shop of Horrors. Right. Um,
1: like, but I I've guess seen... th- this shows you just how great a musical can be. Yeah. It's very, it's very impressive. Mm-hmm. Just technically, I guess. Yeah. And the, the, the fact that it just filmed over three days too means that they're getting, you're getting the best, you know, the best takes, I guess, and the best performances of all those three shows. And these are, you know these are these are great actors who've done this show for like years and years in some cases. So they're already going to be great, but the the what you're getting from them is even greater, and it's yeah, it's really really impressive. And I didn't know it was over three days. Yeah, they, yeah, they film and then they and then um, on one of the days before they even let people into the house, they they did close ups on stage. So there's a few. There's not. I wish I I almost kind of wish they did it more, but there's a. F- I think they picked their spots uh, more than they tried to do just a lot of it is those close-up shots and right in the actor's faces, you know, where mm-hmm. you can even see from the audience. You'd have to be on the stage to see it. Um, maybe if I had one gripe about the presentation, is that what I maybe would have liked to see more of, thing, of those kind of things, but, you know, there's there's arguments to be made for doing more and doing less, so they probably settled in it the middle on how, along the how way.
0: It cinematic they wanted to make it versus how... Um, True to the play experience, they wanted to make it
1: right, right, right. And
0: it seems like they were going more for cinematicness. Is that a word. I, I thought know. they were going for the play more. Really, I mean, with all the close-ups and stuff that you were just talking about, I,
1: I know, but I'm not.
0: I'm if only if they were really, like if two. they really, really wanted to show the, the play in all of its glory, <laughs> they would have just done a wide shot of the stage the whole time.
1: Well, no, because that's not interesting. Because then you're going to get bored. That's they have to cut. You know, they're, you're basically with the play. When you're shooting a stage, you're just doing a three-camera cross-shoot, just like you do with, like, a sitcom. Is you park a camera in the middle, which is your coverage, and then you have a couple cameras, in this case probably several, on the side shooting, you know, specific angles if somebody's up and on And then there. you break the fourth wall. Exactly. And then you fill in the middle with some handhelds uh, on the stage. So they, did, they shot it pretty conventionally. Um, well, you know. I mean, still, but conventionally for recording a Broadway play? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. Again, <laughs> no well, again, a Bro- but like, like I said, a Broadway show is you're sh- you're doing it the same way as as a sitcom. Is like the stage is back there. It's widened to make everything be able to be seen by the cameras and by the audience. So yeah, it's just you know, I I mean, I'm not saying I could have, but I learned the the techniques in school that I could have easily not easily. The I could have made, made this movie
0: a thousand times better.
1: Yeah, I could have. I, I could have directed how to do it. It was like, hey, yeah, let's you know, but they didn't. They didn't switch live. They probably just shot everything and then edited it together. Edited, yeah. Yeah, but um, uh, the performances, though, I mean, they're all great. Excellent. Every single person who's in a major role, except for the Anthony Anthony Ramos who played the guy and then the kid. I don't know the why they place. had to play a nine-year-old. That was weird. Like, you can't put a kid, like a child, I might in Yeah,
0: I might have. That's, <clears throat> cut out the voice crack. Never. Uh, <laughs> I might have cast a kid for that part because it's weird yeah. seeing how much bigger he is than the lady who plays his mom like
1: <laughs> so i just turned nine it's like you I just hair. turned nine like with with david diggs as lafayette and then jefferson like he changes his hair and he changes his voice and all that kind of stuff like you buy it but it's like this guy's just one of hamilton's friends who gets killed and then he becomes like a nine-year-old child and it just doesn't make sense but whatever i mean who cares uh, Anthony Ramos is awesome, so...
0: But he does get to play the adult version of that character, too, so... Right, right, right,
1: yeah, yeah. So, whatever. Um, <laughs> just turned nine. Like, no, you didn't. <laughs> was, well, he's it's like, 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 30. 30. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lin-Manuel was great, obviously. You know, this is... Uh, the f- Just the... And not, not to say he, he didn't have help along the way, but for the most part, the buck stops at Lin-Manuel, and he's the like, one who came up with the idea and who's who's seen it through to the end, like it's just amazing. There's what, 40 songs in the album. All of them are at least pretty good. Um, and you know, just the thought that I guess it took that, that went into this to not only
0: the sheer amount of talent that that man has for making this is crazy
1: to not only read the book and understand it, but also to be able to understand it enough to put it in a, to make a musical out of it is just next level. Like it's such an amazing thing. Like, that's why that's why I say it's. I would almost say it's even more impressive than Harry Potter. Obviously, e- easier thing to say given J.K. Rowling going off the fucking deep yeah, end, being and, an animal all of a sudden, being a fucking psycho. No, nah, I don't want to say psycho, like being an asshole. Let's say there you go. Uh, that's the right one. But, but he told his. He interpreted something, told it, and then made it a musical out of it, and that's three steps that are fucking hard to do. Like, Ron Chernow, the guy who wrote the book, he could only do one. And then Noel did three <laughs> different things with it. Like, fuck! And the song, and it's and every part of it's good. The st- if you made this into a play, it'd probably be just as good if it wasn't musical.
0: Oh, I would love that. If you get Aaron Sorkin, yeah. make Aaron Sorkin write this, it would be so good. <laughs> All the political Maybe. parts would be amazing.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, just him overall as a talent, like, he, would he be... Is he the best actor to play Alexander Hamilton on stage? Probably, Probably not. not. But is he the smartest person? To, uh, the the most the w- most well equipped person to be Hamilton on I mean, stage? Yeah, if you want to yeah. go for what
0: the director wants, like you know. Like it's if like you want to know what the writer meant, I'm like pretty if, sure if, he's the best.
1: To use your words, if you it's like if you cast Sorkin as Bartlett. <laughs> <laughs> like it's That'd that be
0: awful because Aaron Sorkin is not a good actor. <laughs>
1: Did you see The Social Network? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. He's good. Um, and he started to be an actor. He was an actor before he was a writer. He got his degree in acting from Syracuse University. Well, he's better at one thing than he is the other. Well, he doesn't get to do the other thing that much. But, anyhow, whatever. Um, yeah, Lin-Manuel great. I got to say, though, my, f- my favorite person in this musical, not by a country mile, but it sort of feels that way sometimes, is Leslie Odom Jr.'s Aaron Burr. Like, that's the big that's the big role that you want to play because it just his rise and fall is just so it's crazy yeah and it's, it's just his his ambition is just so and just the, toxic. Way he, the way he plays him too it's just it, he's such an interesting character and the dynamic to, to, between him and Hamilton is so interesting it's 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 one of those things where it's like it reminds me of a lot of different it's it reminds me of a lot of things like about a lot of character relationships but it also feels completely fresh for some reason, and yeah, I guess the, the only thing maybe that I would critique about it is like they don't, perhaps they don't make the logical leap completely, hundred percent from them being friends to Burke killing him. But that's like that's the nittiest of nitpicks because they mostly get it. It's probably just me being dumb that I don't fully grasp it. But Leslie Odom Jr.'s performance just carries everything. Anything that was missing, Leslie Odom Jr. is so amazing that he filled in the gaps. Like he's just fucking phenomenal. He is excellent. Um, Philippa Sue is also wonderful. Is Eliza? I I don't think
0: there's nobody bad in this play.
1: Yeah, literally. That's that's the problem. (laughs) David Diggs uh, next next level. I gotta say, X Factor, the most underrated person in the play is Christopher Jackson as George Washington. Christopher Jackson is just great. I like, love him so much, and part of this made me mad because, like, why haven't I seen Christopher Jackson in seven hundred things by now? Like, David Diggs has been in a lot. Leslie Odom Jr. has been in a lot. Lin Manuel obviously has been everywhere. But, but the like, problem with Christopher the Jackson is you only
0: you only ever hear his voice. You never see his face. Um, in the in the play? no, in the, in, in the musical, in real life, and everything oh. else, he's in. Oh, Okay, he plays Moana's dad's singing voice.
1: Oh, you I not know that. that. I you do hear know. that now? You hear that now, though? Well, didn't Daveed Diggs play the crab or whatever in Moana? Yeah. There's a lot of Hamilton people. Well, they all had...
0: Lin-Manuel Miranda was, like, Their best friend. super important in it. Yeah.
1: Hmm. I, don't know, I want to see all of them in everything. And I am I guess if, if they chose to not be that in the public spotlight, that's totally great. But I wish they would... For my own selfish reasons, I just... Want to see them in so many things. They're so awesome. Um, uh, Jonathan Groff, too. He's also one of the people that come out of this with the highest stock because he's. That guy he's is a good sneaky talented. Mm-hmm.
0: And is Before it... I even knew who he was, I I knew he's a great actor. Like, he's an actual good actor. Yeah. Not from Glee. I had never seen Glee. Dude, Glee um, sucks. Um, but he was in a show on Netflix. Mindhunter? Called Mindhunter.
1: He's so. Hmm.
0: So good in that.
1: You want to hear? Want to? You want to hear my biggest "I told you so" moment in in terms of media? Is that I watched a few episodes of Mindhunter, and everybody I knew pretty much was telling me, "Oh my god, you gotta watch! You gotta keep with it! You gotta! You would! You specifically would love this show because I'm like Fincher, Zodiac, like I love that shit." I was like, eh, "I don't know. It seems like." I don't, know. I don't want to get sucked into it and then have it not wrap up or whatever. Be good. Yeah. And exactly what happened is that it's done after two seasons cuz Finchers moving on or something or other that it's it's over. I was like I, I fucking told you guys. I told you me. I you. wish I that, that wouldn't happen. I want more of that show. Well, I I want I'm I want Fincher movies more than TV shows. TBPH. To be perfectly honest. Um <laughs> Very good. Very um cool the writing i want to talk about more about the songs i mean the stylistically people come in pe- people are going to come into this and be like oh it's just the rap musical but like there's a lot of songs that aren't rap like it's well, it's
0: it's half, it's almost half and half singing i would say yeah and, like, uh, and in terms of go that far yeah but it's
1: yeah, it skews to hip-hop for sure but i never know what to say rap or hip-hop i don't know i would say hip-hop i think that sounds so that sounds like such a white white way to say it to say rap though it's like it's like <laughs> hip hop like you can just see some dad named trevor calling it that oh, trevor's
0: a good name for a dad
1: great name for a dad um but like J- jonathan groff saw all of his songs are like this these 60s brit pop and mm-hmm. david digg's first song when he and he as jefferson what did i miss is like this old show tune which it's it's so great because it communicates like what did i miss like in the colonies, the their language is hip hop, and because he's been in France or whatever, yeah, it's all so different. Long. That's
0: that's really cool. Yeah, I never put that together. It's
1: So clever. And and the same with King George because he's you know he's in Britain just hanging out, so his songs are these like Beatles songs pretty much. And everybody else in America is you know literally Busta Rhymes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice one. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, and like the, some of the writing in these songs is so, like it just. You could, we could spend the rest of the podcast and not even talk about Palm Springs, but just spend the rest of the podcast going through and picking up all the great lines. And, you know,
0: here's what I'm thinking, actually, Mm -hmm. is because my dinner's done, we could just keep talking about Hamilton for a little bit longer and then do a bonus episode for Palm Springs. Sweet. Sounds good.
1: So leave that in. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, I don't know. I don't, man. I'm just, mm. and just uh, speaking to my own kind of tastes, I guess. One of the things that I've been most, the sort of themes that have has most gripped me in terms of movies is like just time. I guess, like one of the, you know, I love The Irishman for a million reasons, but one of the, the thing I love most about it is like it really, it deals with time in a really interesting, introspective kind of way. And this. And Hamilton does the same thing, because obviously, obviously, you know, knowing in hindsight that Hamilton's going to die at a relatively young age, like 49 or something, um, it becomes a lot about, one of my favorite lines is like, why do you write like you're running out of time? Why do you write like you need it to survive? And like, all the things, just the incredible brain that he was. And I haven't fully wrapped my head around time as a concept in this, but, you know, I know it's important, and I know that there's a lot to ponder and think about. You know, scratching my chin in a way, um, and it's just—it's just, it's just really—it's really moving to me in that way. And I guess I didn't—I wa- I guess I didn't understand it because this for a lot of these songs, this is like the first time I've heard a lot of these songs. I never—I never did the Hamilton soundtrack deep dive like a lot of people did. That I kind of
0: might—you might be lucky for not have done it. Yeah, cause I, that yeah,
1: I, I secretly I had in my head like even even when I was. In the city, back before you know dark times, the world ended. I was always, che- I would ever now and again just check, being like, I wonder if I could go afford to go see Hamilton, and the ticket prices were still like ridiculous. So I kind of, I kind of been saving some of the songs for that because I knew this was brilliant. I just, I wanted to experience that on the stage, and obviously this is as close as you can get. So now I am getting into my obnoxious twenty sixteen theater <laughs> nerd Hamilton phase. So look out for that. <laughs> um... Uh, but what what are your some of your general thoughts about the music? And we're going to get into favorite songs in a second.
0: Again, just I like this music or this the music of this from beginning to end. The, the musical language part that you brought up was a really interesting thing that I've never I didn't really think about until now about how the type of music somebody sings reflects where they're from. But especially I like how you can tell by the way people sing that whose side they're on, especially in the revolution part of the story. Like, if you think about it, you got all of the hip hop boys, the four friend boys, you know, um, Mm -hmm. Hamilton and Lawrence and Lafayette and the last guy, Morgan. Yeah. Um, they're all hip hop. And then you have the quote unquote bad guys, Uh, singing pretty normally. You got Samuel Seabury singing like a normal dude. Mm -hmm. And then Hamilton rapping over him to show how he's just dominating him. And then you got King George, like you said. And then who? There's another white guy. Charles Lee. Did you notice that all the bad guys were
1: white? Yeah, just like in real life.
0: Yep. Uh, Charles Lee... (laughs) I don't remember how he sings he's pretty hip-hoppy though yeah yeah but that's because he's a general in the continental army um but then you have aaron burr Sure. he sings both ways yeah which i think is just so clever i never thought about that until right now that's super cool mm-hmm. um I think the music is genius in this i think it's going to last for a long time and if this isn't used in social studies classrooms for a long time i'm going to be disappointed it should
1: be this is how you Um, get people engaged in history especially when it's history where you can't watch it or read it from where it is at the time Um, you can read it it's just not fun to read it well you know what i mean you know, you can't like listen to an interview or watch a yes, interview yeah. or whatever with somebody. It's just the media
0: is hyper-focused to <laughs> reading.
1: Just yeah. print. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ja. Um, I keep trying to look and look for lyrics and it's just, there's so many great ones. And I know I'm going to miss them, mo- miss a lot of them, but so I'm, I'm not, I'm not even going to try. Um, but, uh, <laughs> shit now i want to but I, I know i can't because i'm i'm gonna get so mad at myself in the future like why didn't you mention that fuck um but i've got a list of uh five songs that are my favorites do you okay. have a list of not I ready but i can one? i can improvise okay uh starting from f- the bottom five for me is you'll be back the jonathan groff song his first is uh, King George, and just the way that he enters the show, because it's. I almost. I knew that King George was in it, but I never. I could never really wrap my head, because it's a play, obviously, and you, know, you can't record it much, and even the songs don't really tell the full story. But, like, I didn't. I never understood how he would be integrated into, into the play, and he's almost. He never interacts with anybody, but he's, like, there to get. He's just commentary, there for
0: commentary. That's exactly
1: it. And for a good gag, too, because Jonathan Groff is just awesome. And that, yeah, that first song is just. It's funny and it's just, it's a beau it's a, got a great, like, hook. It's got a great melody to it. Like, yeah, you make a real song out of that. It is it's a real great. song, yeah. Like,
0: you know what I mean? You know yeah. what I mean? Like a pop song.
1: Yeah. And out of that melody, song. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does, oh. it plays kind of like a, like a doo-wop-y sort of Beatles song. And, you know, um, don't change the subject. Like, you're my favorite subject. Yeah, like, that's a good line. Fucking great. I'll send a fully armed battalion to remind you of my love. You know, stuff like that. It's just, it's really like Lynn Manuel said that when he talked to Hugh Laurie about it, Hugh Laurie did this like finger wagging thing of like, you'll be back. Like, you don't know what you're missing. You know what you're doing. You're better off with me. And, um, yeah, it's, it's so, it's so great. Um, um, (laughs) Groff. And the spitting, the spitting is just iconic. Love it. Um, were you doing a list just now just now, or were you just kind of bring it, pulling up this?
0: Well, I'm still just playing Star Wars. Okay, I'm going to cool. do it off the top of my head.
1: All right, cool. Uh, four. Then for me is the last song: "Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story." Yeah, it's, that's really good. That's like the song of the show. It's encom- encompasses all the themes, all the it's characters the theme, get to yeah. talk. Yeah, it's like you know, that in and of itself is you know, uh, four eight eight words that sum up hamilton the play um you know uh burr was like a bad shot but somehow he hit hamilton in right in between the ribs where he was just had no chance of survival it's one of those things like who lives who dies it's completely arbitrary and um you know the last uh, the orphanage and all that stuff it's just oh man and all, you know, Eliza sort of getting the time that he never had. And she lives to be like a hundred or whatever. And she dies lives young. to be
0: 97 years old. And that yeah. is so
1: that's crazy now. And even crazier back in olden days when they were like putting leeches on people and stuff. Yeah. And that's that's so really... nuts. Like
0: I think it's hilarious.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go, uh, and through my favorite songs. Cause by the, by and large, they have my favorite, uh, lyrics. So like, screw it. Uh, yeah and the the way that that last song just kind of sums up the play like you jefferson and madison all talk and like give their little things of like oh that's that's just them but like uh eliza's lines i put myself back in the narrative i stop wasting time on tears i live another 50 years it's not enough she's interviewing (laughs) people that fall with him try to understand his writing and he's like really washington monument like Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um the Lordness kind of he gives me what you always wanted. He gives me more time, like shit. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I mean that that song is just—it's a great. It I, we all we say a lot that like the third act and the third movie in the trilogy is often the hardest one to nail, just because you have so much expectations coming from before you. But that as a last song is literally perfect. Like you couldn't end the show in a better way than that. You and couldn't then, sum it up better than that. Exactly and it doesn't and it never feels like it's information overload or that it's it's like making it's like filling in gaps where it hadn't before it was just reinforcing these themes and ideas and and showing acting showing the theme, showing the themes and footnoting things that actually yeah. happened and also acting as an epilogue of like what happened next yes exactly yeah cuz the world the 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 song where Hamilton dies and then that it's it goes they go right into, into each other it's just a really it's a, just a powerful um Ending sequence there, um, three for me is in another similar ways because it's ending the first ha- act as opposed to the second act. And non-stop. nonstop, yeah, excellent song. You know, everybody gets kind of their motifs. You hear the satisfied, helpless, history has its eyes on you from Washington and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's the all good. the reason why I love that most is like halfway through, and the show doesn't do this a lot, which I really respect. It just kind of stops and they just tell you things. It gives exposition in a, such an amazing way where it doesn't overexplain it. But, like, Leslie Oum Jr. is talking... Because Hamilton comes to talk to him about writing these essays to defending the Constitution. Oh, and one of my favorite lines is, like, uh, you know, it's... Um, you know, the Constitution is... And I, I... Sorry, I have to look this up because it... it, I I'd I feel bad. Um, uh, what's he say? He says something about... um, Who's your client? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So good. One of my favorite rhymes, you know. by the way, and one of my favorite, like, plays on words, because there's so many clever ones, is... Early on when Burr goes to Angelica Scar and she's like, You Burr, you disgust me. And he's like, Oh, so uh-huh, you, so disgust you disgust me. Disgust me. Exactly. Ah, that's so I'm a trust fund in. baby. You can trust me. Immigrants, we get the job. Yeah, that's that's good. Gosh. Uh that's so good. Uh so sorry. Oh yeah, so this this um a series of essays anonymously published, uh, defending the document to the public. No one will read it. I disagree. And if it fails, burr. That's why we need it. The Constitution's a mess, so it needs amendments. It's full of contradictions. So is independence. I love that. It's full of contradictions. So is independence. Because that's where we live. Freedom is. It's not. Fr- we say freedom, and it's sh- and, and normally in terms of the English language, it should be a universal phrase. But you don't. We don't have freedoms the way we think we do like there's no there's a great saying it's like your your right to extend your fist is about is only as far as my face kind of a thing and that's i've thought a lot about that as we get into the assholes not wearing masks of it all but <laughs> that that whole that whole bit is great but i love how they just stop down and Burr just says, he says, Alexander joins forces with James Mass and John Jay to write a series of essays to end the constitutions called the Federalist Papers, which I didn't understand. I knew the Federalist Papers. I didn't understand them like this. You didn't planning- know that it was 100 essays? <laughs> I did not. I thought it was like one big thing. Um, uh, the plan was to write a total, right, 25 essays evenly divided between three men. It's like, okay, so it's eight, eight, and one, basically. They ended up writing uh, 85 in the span of six months. John Jay got sick after writing five. <laughs> James Madison wrote twenty nine, and Hamilton wrote the other fifty one. You and love the way he said. You gotta love the way he says it. I too. love the way he said it. It's great on the on the cast recording, but it's even greater when he does it on stage. Just the way he spits it out, and it just it's <laughs> he it just angers him. And I the reason why I love uh, Leslie Owen Jr.'s performance is he's such an like I say this a lot. Like my favorite singers are not great singers. Like Bono is my one of my he's my favorite singer, but. By and large, he's not Pavarotti. He isn't the greatest singer, but he has such an individual, interesting voice. Mick Jagger, not the greatest singer, but he can only sound like Mick Jagger. Or, you know, uh, if people I don't like like are not, not crazy about, like um, Eddie Vedder for Pearl Jam, right? Like, he's got <laughs> such a really distinct voice. Paul McCartney, Love. the same way. But love like, Eddie Vedder, dude. I love him. Yeah, but like, you know, your voice is only good as the song you sing, obviously. But, um, but you're right. It's they 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 all have distinct voices. Nobody else could mm-hmm. make that noise. And I've never heard anybody that sounds like Leslie Um Jr. So the way that he he's got like this lisp, but he has, but his voice is so commanding that the lisp the lisp is like. I don't know if it's a thing that he does or if he, it was a choice for the character, but it kind of adds a vulnerability to him and but his voice is just so commanding and strong and uh, just but like yeah, just the way he spits it out it's like Hamilton wrote the other 51 like is so' it's so great. Ah! It's amazing. And that show that, that little moment there was just great because like I said, they don't just stop down and tell you stuff often, so it makes it really impactful for when they do. Uh, So, sorry, that was a lot of long stop. Number two is Helpless. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. It's just so cute, and it's such a lovely little tune, and Philippa Sue is an absolute queen. Um, But my number one, obviously, is Wait For It. Okay, that's not bad. I I mean, I don't have the rumor it happened. I don't have Guns and Chips. Good songs. Like them a lot. Uh, And I'm sure there's another one that I'm missing. But uh, Wait For It is just such a great... If you take out the re- direct references to Hamilton and just put that out as a song that's a g- that's you know top song of the year I don't know if it's getting on the radio or commercials or something like that, but that's like a whoa what is what is this kind of who wrote this sort of a song and again the way that the way that Odom performs it is just second and none he is he just rips um yeah i don't know I just oh shit that that song just gets me fired up and he belts it out too it's not just it's more of a ballad than hip hop song, but it has it again. It has that kind of energy. Um, do you have a five that you can rattle off? I'm just going
0: to say five songs. This is in no particular order. Yeah, they're all great. I can barely put um, mine in, in
1: order. They're all awesome.
0: You've mentioned some of them already. Not like we haven't talked about them, but I love Guns and Ships. It's my that is a great retelling of the Battle of New York, and it's just a great. Um, It drives the play very, very well about how he makes his connection with probably the most important person he'd ever met Mm -hmm. and how it shaped his life after that. I also really like all of the, um, story of tonight's.
1: I think that those
0: are super, uh, those are really, really good representations of what it's like to drink with your buddies. Um... (laughs) how it gets a little serious every once in a while. It's just, it's, it makes me laugh. Um, hmm. What else is there? That was my wild card was, uh, story of tonight. Story of tonight. Nice. I really, really like your obedient servant. I think it's just perfect. I love that song. Um, what else? How many do I have? Three? Yeah. Ah, fuck. Um, What's happening? I, don't know. <laughs> I can't think of another two. Um they're also good.
1: Yeah. Let's uh, just I'll, say I'll, wait and for and it and then who lives there. Really oh yeah. Good. Oh that's um, cool. oh the the refrain of how does like a bastard orphan like yeah, oh, that that's awesome. Up. I love Because it just it yeah, it just it sums up where you are in, you know. And that, and I know it always changes, but it keeps the same rhythm. It's just so smart to do that. I'm sure that I'm sure so many of the things that we're gushing about are like these tried and true musical yeah, tools been saying the shit for yeah. 40 years. <laughs> and we're just, we're just getting around to it. But Hey, you know, Hey, it's, it's all good. We like it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just King shit right there. Um, and, and sorry, do you have another song?
0: Not, not that I can think of right now. Okay. Sweet. So I think that's Hamilton. Yeah, let's grade it up and then we can go and I can eat my dinner.
1: <laughs> sure. Uh, I, I'm Letterboxd, I have it at four stars, but ap- after watching again and listening to and a it a half. and talking about it, I'm going nine. Going a nine, easy. It's, it's a little me. bit dense. That's other than that, but that's something that I'll I'll figure out over time. But I think yeah, this is the work of the 20th century, and probably it's been a
0: ten. It's been a ten for me for four years, like. Well
1: for your birthday, I'll I'll get tickets for us. I'll, tr- I'll try get it. us tickets. That's Maybe. that's fine. Please, God, could you imagine this? The version of this that comes to like upstate work? yo. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be bad to be all white people it'd be hilarious that would be funny uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, they, no there's a lot of great there's a lot of great actors in Syracuse they they do something they do something well I think but <laughs> all right that'll do it for us this week you can follow us at underscore reflex on Twitter leave an iTunes review check us out on Spotify Send us an email, realflexpodcast at gmail.com, telling us all the things we got wrong about Hamilton.
0: Yes, please tell us how stupid we are,
1: music people. I'm and who waiting. cares how, if it met, if it tinkered with history? We do that all the time. If Bohemian Rhapsody can do it, so can Hamilton.
0: Oh, it did tinker the fuck out of history. Uh, Not even any James Monroe. He didn't show up once.
1: Yeah, I guess my boy. Uh, one last quick question. Is there somebody who you thought should have been in this that wasn't?
0: Or yeah, his name James Monroe <laughs> Just, Oh, you went with James Monroe <laughs>
1: Okay
0: I mean, I can't really think, think I gotta about say it.
1: I thought it was kind of weird There's no Benjamin Franklin
0: He's mentioned Oh, no, he's not He's mentioned in a cut track
1: And he's, men- he he's mentioned He wrote a song the... He wrote
0: a song about Benjamin Franklin But it
1: didn't make it Yeah, he's mentioned in Satisfied briefly I'm like I gotta say though Gun to your head 1776, the musical Or Hamilton Hamilton I love, I love them is
0: great It's great Don't get me wrong Yeah, but... <laughs> Hamilton is just more interesting
1: Fair, that's fair
0: James Adams is not a very interesting guy I hate to say it James Adams? James... John Adams, not James <laughs> Adams Who the fuck is John James Adams? It's his brother <laughs> Alright, uh, Yeah. until next time Cody All right, I'll catch you next time Take it easy burning, wait for it. Goodbye
1: Life doesn't discriminate Between the sinners and the saints It takes and it takes and it takes me